Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the September 20th broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan. That's me and Annette. And let me get Annette up here. Annette, are you there? I'm here, Ed. How are you tonight? How are you doing, kid? I'm fine, thank you. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing super, super duper. Um, super duper. I, okay. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's aging me. I was just looking at the, uh, I was listening to music and it threw me off because of our our not on Sunday night show intro is yeah. like okay yeah okay that's a different one so um so how, um how did your Oz event go it was really cute the kids adored it the float looked awesome i dressed up as the wizard of moz <laughs> oh really <laughs> yes i was going to be a munchkin but i was kind of like the wizard huh? of oz meets a mommy munchkin a crazy girl I had stripy stockings and my tall Converse red boots to my knees and my top hat and my tuxedo coat and a, I don't know, it was crazy. Okay, okay. It was a lot uh, of fun, a lot of fun to get that ball. That's good, that's good. A lot of people show up? A ton. Oh, I don't know what the number good. was that they predict, but it was a lot. We had, yeah, great. it was great. That's what you yeah. guys are looking for. So, mm-hmm. I'd like to give a shout, a shout out to Paranormal Casebook for showcasing us the whole week, um, our broadcast. Uh, listeners, you can just do a search. Do a search for Paranormal Casebook. It is a uh, week, it's a daily, a daily news, paranormal newsletter that um, goes out free. And we're going to bring on our guest, Miss Tanya K. What do you say about right now, Annette? You want to do that now? I would love to. I'm dying to talk to her. Yeah, we'll talk about our other stuff later uh, toward the end of the show. Well, let's bring that would Tanya be awesome. Okay. Tanya. Hi. Hi, Ed. Hi, Annette. Hi. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me on the show. Tanya, oh, leave, so Annette do a little, leave Annette to a little <laughs> intro about you, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to Miss Tanya Kay. Now, this woman, it would be easier to make a list of what she hasn't done. Uh, she's done everything. She, bullwhip burlesque, to, and she's a vegan activist. I hear that she's the most dangerous woman in Hollywood. Tanya, is that right? I definitely am the most dangerous. (laughs) Awesome. Now, Tanya um, comes to us with a new series on Comedy Central. Yes, I'm really excited. This is going to be hot. This autumn, I am playing a reoccurring guest star role, Cassidy, the lesbian burlesque dancer who beats up boys on a new Comedy Central series called Secret Girlfriend. And Secret Girlfriend is unique because it's shot in the first person. So in my words, that means the camera operator is the lead character. But you could also say the viewer is the lead character. So we refer, uh, as actors, we refer to the camera directly, you, the viewer at home, as the lead character. So it's really unique, and I think it's going to go over well. I sure hope it is. I'd like to see a second season come out of this new series. 
And I think we have a good audience built in because our premiere is directly following the premiere of South Park on Comedy Central. So they're having their season premiere, and we get our series premiere right after that. And sure enough, this is exciting for me because they originally had my character written for a roller derby girl, Um, just somebody really badass who who could come in and play this role. But they had trouble casting it that way for whatever reason. I'm not going to make assumptions. So basically they just looked for the next closest thing, the the most badass chick in Hollywood, and they found me. They (laughs) scouted me (laughs) and basically wrote the part around me. So I'm a lesbian burlesque dancer who gets to show off not only my bullwhip burlesque, but also my knife-throwing skills, body grinder, where they built a custom metal bikini for me, and with a metal grinder, I grind sparks off the cod piece on this metal bikini. It's insane. I want that job for one day. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I can't believe I get to do all this stuff. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Yeah, uh, thank you. Now, I know you're also the star of a comic book, which I also want to do for 15 minutes. I think this is wonderful. Tell us about the which comic book. Well, um, any science fiction geeks or comic fan kids out there are going to definitely recognize the name of Jim Ballant. He's a famous comic book illustrator. He's been in the industry for decades. He used to work for DC, and he was made famous by his um, drawings of Catwoman. He's he's Catwoman. He's the Catwoman guy. Well, way back when, um, he was working on the on the assembly line of comic book drawing, and he asked himself, "Why am I famous for doing other people's work?" So he branched off and created his own publishing company, and it's a wild success. For the last nine years, he has been winning awards and and many a fan accolade by publishing and illustrating and writing uh, Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. And, of course, Tarot is the lead character. She's a witch. And every, every book is about her amazing story of sexual, um, sexual expression, religious self-expression, and female empowerment. And I get oh. to be a part of this comic book series. Can you believe it? <laughs> My cover issue is in November, and I've been involved all this year. He he and I got together. We decided we were a good match, me being a public pagan and being quite heroic in my daily life <laughs> um, and expressing, kind of embodying what his comic's about. So he said he'd like to feature me, and I just did big modeling reference shoot for him, like hundreds of photographs. And he uses those photographs to refer off of as he illustrates. And so he's creating my likeness. The whole story will be about my my witch journey and hero, heroism. <laughs> oh, Ed, isn't this great? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you, uh, and I get to you, do... Go, go ahead. ahead. I get to do really cool things um, ever since I appeared on Stan Lee's Who Wants to Be a Superhero original season. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of became a a cult icon or a pop culture. And I've gotten to do really cool things with the science fiction community um, who who is a dear and loyal community. I've appeared at San Diego Comic-Con as a featured guest twice and Mm -hmm. have a fetish con and FX con and all con and all these really cool um, conventions with... Uh, geek followings and science fiction interest and paranormal and occult interest and just really great art artists are there and I oh god oh how- yeah <laughs> yeah I'm a D and D girl from way back you know and it's just like uh, all those guys that are, with those paintings and oh it's fabulous yeah yeah it's it's the poetry that surrounds the spirituality that unites us all you know mm-hmm. art it really gives us a world of imagination to be inside of. Well, you're a you're a Illinois girl, aren't you? Originally, Am I, I right? grew up in Michigan originally, but I did oh, live okay. in Chicago for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I think so that we I traveled in the same circles for a while there, maybe ten or fifteen years ago. I'll bet. It's so true. We 
And I'm totally <laughs> open about that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That was one of well, the... I won't name names, but, you know, I know that I think we have a, a similar time when we were in circle together. Yes. Yes, we did. Okay. And that was a great time <laughs> in my life, too, because, you know, that was um, getting to be in, in, a, in a large circle, in yeah. the inner circle of a large circle, I got to learn what spiritual community is because as a pagan or as a witch, oftentimes you feel like you're the only one. You're you're right. practicing solo in your house and read on the Internet that there's somebody else out there. You see that there's a book published that you can read, but you're like, so where are all these witches? And we we want a somewhat organized religion too where we can at least find each other. And so that's what that time in my life gave me. It gave me community yeah. on my spiritual path it was, and now I get the full circle of getting to talk to you on the Unexplained World <laughs> radio show <laughs> isn't that great that's a full circle <laughs> now Tanya tell me how long has it been since you've been I'm going to say the word celebrity because you know I see a picture of you on your website as a young dancer with Kenny Rogers and now, Oh, I love it. It was such a hoot. <laughs> I've been loving looking at your pictures. I'm like digging it through your dresser drawer, you know. <laughs> Look, she met the Star Wars guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got to tell you, when when I was growing up, my best friend in my farm town in Michigan tormented me by making me learn all the harmony parts to every Kenny Rogers song, and she'd make me uh-huh. sing them with her. We'd harmonize together, and I'd like, oh, no, here it comes again. And then, as a young performer, I ended up on tour with him, and it was so beautiful. It was the, probably the proudest day of my life to give that best friend a call and say, guess who's going on tour with Kenny Rogers? And guess who got you third row seats? And guess who's getting you backstage? And I mean, it was cool to be on tour with Kenny Rogers, but it was really cool to introduce her to Kenny Rogers. Like, yeah, That's being great. celebratable. I think celebrity is like a really positive term because mm-hmm. anybody who realizes that they're celebratable is a celebrity. And I definitely think my life is celebratable, and I celebrate it every day, in fact. And I think I was celebratable since the day that I realized that. So I don't know if it was since the day I was on tour with Kenny Rogers, although if you ask the people from my hometown farm town, that was the day that I made it. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this year um I've been I've been in Hollywood doing transitioning to film and television from a live yeah. career in live stage performance. I've toured with Kenny Rogers. I've also toured with Stomp, which was my dream gig personally. Um, I toured with Panic at the Disco and several other tours. And then about two and a half years ago, I came to Hollywood and was like, I need a new motion. I need to feel what it's like to do the subtle uh, personality and psychology exploration of acting on on the medium of film and television. And everything's been mm-hmm. going so well, so well. In only two and a half years, I have you know wonderful agents and managers on my side. But also, I've gotten to do cool things like in January or July. I was I got to be on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Conan, <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Like this doesn't happen to a farm town girl, you know? How does this happen? How does this happen? What am I doing in my life <laughs> that gets great magic? That's what it is to me. It's magic because isn't magic just working results according to your will? I mean, you can, if you want to go see, if you want to know what's happening with your mother, you know, back home, you can practice remote viewing or out-of-body experiences for, like, years. Or you could buy a plane ticket and go see your mom. Like, the plane (laughs) ticket is just (laughs) Oh, I love your attitude, Tanya. Yeah. (laughs) So that's that's what I'm working with. I'm, like, trying to make it as simple as possible. How do I work my will? According, you know, how do I work results according to my will? What and what is my true will? My true will is I want to be happy. I want to be um, surrounded by good people. I want to live in a pain-free, fit, uh, uh, able body. I want to wake up every day and experience the beautiful sensuality of life while I get to have this body. You know, it's not forever, so I might as well love what it can give me while while I'm here. And true, honestly, honestly, the the most potent, powerful, magical practice that I have today is eating raw food. My whole life, my karma, 
my um, magical output, my psychic abilities, my dream work, they all tripled when I started, when Mm. I cleaned up and started eating the raw food and just putting nature, instead of calling on nature on the outside, like calling the quarters, like earth, air, fire, and water, you know, be here with me yeah. if, you, if you believe in what I'm doing, let's, let's do this together. Instead, I'd become earth, air, fire, and water, like in a very tangible, real way. So the yeah. communication has to happen less on the outside and more on the inside where I'm just living my will. And sometimes I don't even realize it's my will. It's, it's already my will. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I didn't even know <laughs> how good it was going to be until it happened. Right. Insta-karma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, Tanya, I'm getting a kick out of talking to you. It's just like I'm talking to an old friend who's been away for a while or something. Oh, thank you. So what else have you been doing, darling? (laughs) What else have I been doing? Um, I've, I, I did the show, this is my career, I'm, I'm talking about my career, I guess. I did some modeling with Russell Brand, he's a fellow vegan, um, for his next movie, Get Him to the Greek, which is coming out next year, and this year I got the opportunity, I, I've always said when my community and my ideals and my career can all come together. That's a perfect moment for me in my life. Yeah. And that happened earlier this year. I got to play a lead comedic role in a feature film called Bold Native. And the film is about terrorists. But who are these terrorists? They're part of the Animal Liberation Front. And the Animal Liberation Front it, it, are just basically animal compassion people, anyone, but destroy some. Right, So it's about one of these persons' lives. They're classified as terrorists, while the Ku Klux Klan and anti-abortion groups are not. Animal yeah. rights activists are. In the, this. And this is what the movie's about. Some person who loves animals, who got classified as a terrorist and picked up, and what's going to happen between him and his father as his estranged father, you know, finds yeah. out that he's wanted by the FBI and kind of races to connect with his son again before, before you know, he's caught. So I got to be a part of wow, that. Wow, that's a really new kind of a story. That's great that you're working on these projects that are just so out of the box. Thank you so much. And in the meantime, I've been traveling around doing a lot of work with elephants. I was going to ask um, about the elephants, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love elephants. It's been one of my totems forever since I was a little girl. Really? What and what has the elephant taught you? Oh, time, patience. That everything comes in time. It just for me, that just feels like you know he just wants me to wait and just be in your zen and just be in your moment. Let it happen. Wait, like you know, he's always big enough to be able to overcome. Yet it's unfortunate that there's so, that they have such tragedy happen to them in the wild and when they're not protected. Very true. I mean, it's a rough world. What we're doing to the environment affects everyone, especially elephants, you know, that need a lot of space to eat. They eat 300 pounds of raw vegan food every day. I mean, they're out there foraging for 300 pounds each. So just a little bit of environmental encroachment puts a whole species at risk, and that's what we've got now. We've got Asian elephants that are endangered, and Mm -hmm. I went to Thailand to work uh, at a reserve with um, some rescued and retired Asian elephants. It was so amazing to learn their techniques and their cultural relationships and work your butt off for these for oh. these animals and get to oh, be with imagine. them. I, yeah, hands-on. I got to bathe the elephants, and I got to oh. um, feed them with my hands. I could press my body up against an elephant's massive body in the water and feel how thick that skin was and how long it takes just for heart to beat. Two seconds, every two seconds, beat, beat. You know, it takes forever. And you're right, the lesson of patience that comes with that. I'm not a naturally grounded person. I, d- I don't have a ton of, of, earth, of earth energy in my life. I kind of, I, I joke that I um, I have artificial earth energy because, um, because I know that I don't have a lot of it naturally. I work out a lot, and I get into my body through exercise and diet. So that brings me back to my center and grounds me. 
But naturally, I'm all fire and all all air, all over the place. You can tell that from a mile away. Oh, my. Away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so getting to be next to these these ancient beings was the biggest lesson in patience, honestly. And I have this little theory they taught me while I was there um, that when when an individual is getting closer to death, yeah. there's a lot of information that comes to them instantly. Like maybe their life, they could say, their life flashes before their eyes or, you know, they saw all these important things coming through or all the questions were answered all in a second, right, before yeah. dying. And I think of that for a, an entire species. I think that they have accelerated wisdom right now because they're very intelligent. They, chimpanzees and human beings, are the only, you know, reported species that have passed the self-identification test, meaning if you put a, a mirror up in front of a dog, a dog barks at the mirror as if there's a different dog in the room. However, sure. an elephant, you put a mirror up in front of an elephant and you put a spot of makeup on its cheek, it reaches up and wipes the makeup off of its cheek. It knows Brilliant. it is itself. And these animals, they know that they're going extinct. It's like not seeing mm. anyone you know around for years. And, and they have such a death ritual, too. And it's, oh, oh that just seems like it makes it more harder on me <laughs> to accept that. They know that. Was the time if you... Oh, we're losing you, Tanya. Tanya, we're losing. Are you, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, that's better yeah. now. Oh, oh good. <laughs> now is the time to go work with them. If you can get your hands on them and do some positive work, I think it's kind of shamanistic to choose one animal and, and really connect with that animal. I feel like if every human being had that connection with one species, one animal, I don't care what it is, then mm -hmm. we'd have a lot less environmental destruction. We'd have a lot more rainforest supporting our healthy breathing air, even up here in California. Oh, yeah. You know, and so I've obviously chosen the Asian elephant. And right now I'm doing a lot of work um, kind of getting the message out about circuses and why are endangered species being allowed. It's illegal to traffic, to possess, and to sell endangered species in the mm -hmm. United States. And why do circuses exist? Because it's always an Asian elephant, and we all know that the handling procedures of circuses, in order to get them to do those weird, unnatural performances and live the touring lifestyle, you know, humans mm -hmm. humans can do that to themselves because we get money in return for it. We can we can yeah. <laughs> we can abuse ourselves on the road. I do it often, but it's not really <laughs> fair to an animal to do that. They don't get any reward. They only get confined and and, you know, prodded with an, a bull hook. So here we've yeah. got endangered species on tour with circuses, and I just wonder when when is the Environmental Protection Agency going to gonna step up and, and say, that's illegal. <laughs> I I think they've tried it in Chicago already. Did they? Did they? Did they, did they I, put down the Shriners one time? Yeah, oh, maybe. Uh, the Shriners and doing, or something? And they're doing major complaints about the... Uh, you know, Allegedly, um, I don't yeah. know. I said a name. <laughs> yeah, um, about the circuses. There was, you know, it always hits the paper. They're God. complaining when uh, I'm not going to say we got basically two or three different circuses that come through through town, and uh, people are they complain about them. You know, the ones about like you're talking about, and uh, yeah, yeah, especially about well, the elephants more than anything. Definitely. They're so large. It doesn't take a, uh, an adult to know that an elephant standing there rocking back and forth is not a well-adjusted individual. It's a wild beast, <laughs> and it's on yeah. a chain, and it's, it's in stress. It's meant to be roaming yeah. for miles and miles, yeah. Right, and so what we can do as community members is just that. We can you know, write our newspaper as journalists that live in that town. We can write. Um, columns in the newspaper and get it out there. Um, we can pass ordinances locally that say ex uh, endangered species not allowed on tour in our in our area. And so the circus will just have to bypass our region. Um, the the other thing, <laughs> and it's such a touching it's such a touching subject. 
when especially there's there's so many alternatives out there. The human circus is popularized by Cirque du Soleil. Is, oh. is, and is and it shows you that you don't everybody. need an animal. You don't need an animal. We've got we've got hand balancers. We've got acrobats. We've got contortionists. We've got fire artists. These people are are doing skill sets that don't require any abuse that little kids can enjoy and everyone can celebrate. Like human performers make a great circus. Oh yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> I was going to say, aren't you one of those beautiful performers? <laughs> yes, that's me. I know this because I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been put in a situation where you're doing a show and a live animal is involved and you have to make a choice I or I haven't but recently I oh, was good. offered a gig that I knew there was going to be captive wildlife being used by a different performer and yeah. fortunately I booked something else for that weekend so I didn't have to confront anyone or make a choice. But, yeah, it will come up eventually where I might be on a movie set and they're yeah. going to bring in the horses or yeah. they're going to bring in a, a large cat or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to, I don't know, I'll have to measure the circumstance as it happens. Right. What will I do will be told when that happens. <laughs> yeah, but when it's, isn't there a possibility that, the horses would be treated, you know, very well. Um, definitely. There's definitely that possibility. So every situation takes a personal relationship to it. I mean, circuses mm-hmm. in general, you you can almost assume, I don't want to badmouth every circus. There, I'm sure mm-hmm. there are absolute trainers out there who love their animals to death and who don't use bull hooks or stab them or, or hit them. Um, there is definitely a way, like San Diego Zoo, for example, are practicing uh, protected contra- uh, con- protective contact training with their elephants. And it's a way to set the animal up for success. Now, do you get the elephant to stand on two legs? No. But do you get He's the not elephant meant to, to anyway? Right. It, you know, gives them arthritis, hurts them, pounds over those two legs that are, if they were meant to walk upright, they would. Um yeah. Contact, contact, I can't say this word, protective contact training is kind of a training that separates the human being from, are you there? Yeah, yeah we're I can still hear you. But, uh, it is breaking up. <laughs> um, protective contact training is a way that sets the animal up for success where they will never injure a human because humans aren't coming into contact with them. So it's a way to communicate and have a relationship with the animal, which San Diego Zoo is doing, PAWS um, up in Northern California is doing. And uh, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful way that you can take care of the animal. You can give them their shots if they need a, sh- a shot. You can feed them their food. You can clean their toes. And and you can have a relationship and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> awesome. Tanya, yeah, give, a, give the listeners your webpage. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Ed, um, my webpage is tanyak.com, T-O-N-Y-A-K-A-Y.com. And if you want to learn more about my raw food um, exploits, there is another website where you can find out that side of me, K-A-Y-O-S-M-A-R-K-E-T.com, chaosmarket.com. Which okay. is which is definitely my nickname. I was given that nickname. My name is Tanya K. And one time my friend goes, "You know what? You're actually Tanya Chaos." And I said, oh. "Absolutely. Thank you for the new nickname." When you say raw food, mm-hmm. what do you mean by? Is it more than vegetables or? Um, it's more mean? than vegetables, but it is okay. mainly vegetables, fruits and vegetables uh, as they grow out of the ground. So if it looks like an apple then that's definitely my food choice. If it looks okay. like a coconut, then that will be my food choice. If it looks brown and unidentifiable, probably not something I eat. I don't mm-hmm. I don't need to read labels anymore because <laughs> everything I eat is, is a natural food, um, untouched by heat. So okay. if you put a flame to your house, 
what happens? Your house transmutes. It turns into something it wasn't before. It turns into ashes and is no longer a house to live in. When you burn your house down, it's now ashes. And when you burn your food, or even it, uh, on a subtle degree, when you put flame to your food, it turns it to ash, and it turns it not into the food that it was. And we don't really want that. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know about other people. I don't really want that, um, that ash in my body. It's very acidic, and it's one of the reasons that we age faster. Uh, I'm convinced, you know, people at 30 years old, people think, oh, you're getting old at 30, but all the raw fooders that I know are definitely not old at 30. They're younger than ever. In fact, you know, I'm not sure. How old think, are you, Tanya? I, I can't tell you specifically, but I play 27 years old. <laughs> well, I know you don't look a day over 28. <laughs> <laughs> I just got cast. I can't tell you the name of the uh, of the of the show, but it's a network television show. I just got cast in it, and you will see me in it this fall. I can't tell the name of it yet, though. And okay. uh, I got cast as a 19-year-old. Oh, girl. I was like, that that's rocks. so cool. That is very cool. Congratulations, you know. That's awesome. Thank you very much. You're going to live forever. What do you think? I don't know. Well, uh, all I want to do is, (laughs) as long as I do live, I want to feel good. So even if I die tomorrow, then I want to feel good all day today. And if I die in 10 years, then I want that 10 years to be good. I don't want any of this, like, end of your life, like, prolong on some sort of machine oh, and toxins oh. of medication. I don't really want that part. I, I just want to die when it's, when it's done. <laughs> and right if I'm 140, on. that's okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, well, let's just be um, listeners. You have to know, Tanya is very well built. She has a fantastic body. And... She's cute as a button with this blonde dreadlock hair. Now I know Tanya that you probably you get to wear the most fabulous costumes and outfits. Do it's people great. design these for you? Do you design them yourself? Tell me about your tell me about your awesome funny clothes. <laughs> people do design do design clothes for me. Um, especially I'm working with an eco designer right now. I have you know a foot in the green movement. And um, I'm working with a yoga designer, and he's literally designing the clothes off of my body. So it's been really cool. And I put them on, and the first day they don't fit. Something like, you know, it would be really cool if this waistline was four inches shorter, and it comes back to me four inches shorter. And eventually we've created this line that matches exactly what looks good on my body. And I just feel flattered that he would think my body is one to match a yoga line to. But yeah, like on Comedy Central, um, I get to wear this metal bikini and Dave Baker, (laughs) who is a metal worker, uh, was contracted to design that metal bikini specifically for me. And since it has such a unique use, I think I'm the only one that can possibly wear it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is there any danger in... Yeah, is there any danger in the grinding? Yeah, there is. It's the most dangerous act I do. Actually, it is. Um, as you know, I'm a knife thrower. I'm part of a knife throwing duet with Jack Dagger. We've appeared on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien this year. Mm-hmm. The History Channel's more extreme marksmen this year. Um, we're doing all sorts of fun things. Knife throwing is less dangerous than the grinder routine. And the reason yeah. the grinder routine is so dangerous is because this thing is, is traveling at, it's, it's meant to grind metal. That's a fast, hard blade. And I'm holding it next to my body. Not only oh. does the surface that I'm grinding on heat up a lot, not only does it spray sparks of metal, that's what you're seeing. When you see sparks come off, it's like these little pieces of metal that are on fire almost. Those sparks are, are shooting onto my bare skin, my inner thighs, my lower stomach, and it's hot. But mostly, if I don't pay attention for even one second, that grinder could slip and yeah. cut a main artery in just a blink of an eye. So you oh, really, you can't do much dancing. you you got to be really with it to do the grinder routine and not get hurt. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. How do you like that, Ed? You're a danger guy, you know. Ed used to be a professional wrestler back in the day. He's got some danger under his belt. Yeah. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I go with the grinding thing though. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Nobody wants to see you grind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know if I go with. Uh, I don't know if I even go with uh, throwing the knives. I've seen uh, videos on that. Nah, I'll pass on that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll let you You'll let people I, twist your arm. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> your arm behind your back. back yeah, Chokehold. I, I could fight back with that, you know, but. Uh, and I'll let Otherwise, you throw knives at me. I'll be the cute assistant and stand against the big bullseye thing in the back. What do you think? Oh. I don't think you'd want that neither. <laughs> you were looking age. for a publicity stunt for the show. Yeah, I think but I can't, cross, I, can't, I can't even cut a straight line. Come on. You know? <laughs> All right. Can I throw knives at you? <laughs> you may want to. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I make a recommendation that Please. nobody throw knives at anyone, throw them around each other? Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you and your terminology. <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> any, others, any other stunts you plan on doing like that, Tanya? Any, any other stunts? Well, right now I would really like to learn stunt driving. I just I just got a 65 Buick Riviera classic hot rod. It's really hot. It's beefed up. It has cams and headers. It's got a new ignition coil. It's got, it's like fly. It's purple. Come on. And okay. I think it'd be really fun to learn how to drive a, a hot rod in mm-hmm. in a stunt manner. It'd be fun. But I don't want to practice on my car. So I want somebody no. else <laughs> to give me their car so I can practice and then know how to do it. So I'd like to learn stunt driving. Um, I'd like to be, become more skilled with shooting guns, all sorts mm-hmm. of guns, but specifically rifle, rifles would be cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to find yourself in Quentin Tarantino's next movie with all this. I am a prime candidate. I yeah, do all my own are. stunts. I need a T-shirt. I do all my own stunts. Fun. <laughs> I used to drag race an old 67 uh, station wagon. Oh, with a four on the floor. Oh, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> My second husband and I did it in tandem. He had an old Barracuda, and I had this old station wagon, and it was such a hoot. We had such a good time. Yeah. That is really cool. See, you just went up on the badass scale like three points. <laughs> I got a Harley in the garage, too. How do you like me now? <laughs> oh. Triple, triple, nine points. There you go. <laughs> I, I love it. I can't wait to see that photo shoot of that. Yeah, uh-huh. I know, man. I'm going to get my tutu and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was cool because I grew up, my dad drove a Harley, so I got to sit on the back of it. And I, I just thought it was about the coolest thing ever. But that wasn't my own. Well, yeah. Bought it new in 92. I still have it. Oh. Pink iridescent flames on the gang tank. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one in there I, while we're on the the two wheeled um, mo- motor vehicle. Not motor. Yeah. Mine is motorized by a human. I I have a pink flamed hot rod bicycle. <laughs> oh, fun! <laughs> <laughs> I tear up those Hollywood sidewalks. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, good. See? Can the listeners view your videos on your website, by the way? Absolutely. On my website, tanyak.com, there's a gallery, and there's all sorts of photo shoots. You can see everything I do in still photograph or video. Um, I, put, I post things up there religiously. I love interacting with my community and... And you even have a thing up there from the burlesque show, don't you? The, uh, yeah. Or is it just the photos? Mm-hmm. There's, all, there's the photos all over the place here. Yeah. 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 I'm going to check that and make sure after we get off the phone, I'm going to make sure that there's something from the burlesque show up there so any of your listeners can come check it out. Because that was hot. That was on Showtime. It was called Live Nude Comedy. And it, it was a show, a new series, that went comedian, burlesque dancer, comedian, burlesque dancer. So, I mean, how hot does it get? The comedians were super raunchy. And then we have these sexy professional dancer women. And, of course, I brought more of the geisha arts, meaning more of the skill set arts, instead of um, Mm -hmm. 
of costume, I rely more on what I can do. And you know my bullwhip made its appearance. My bullwhip is everywhere with me. And that poor assistant that came up on stage, he was shaking for real. I was I was thinking to myself, you don't hold still, I'm going to hit your nose. <laughs> well, your costume looked good, too. I, I'm not going to, you know. Uh, I'm sure oh. the viewers will. Yeah, your costume was fine. So, oh, Ed, you appreciated my costume. Thank you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All your costumes are wonderful. <laughs> and there's got to be a lot of double-sided tape going on there, I'm sure, right? <laughs> um, nope, Somebody I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> oh, well, good girl. <laughs> Risque, that's what I'm talking about. No nylons, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, be, I'm gonna let's get on the pagan thing for a little bit. Um, do you do you practice rituals? Do you have time to practice rituals yourself? Definitely, I definitely practice rituals. A lot of my every day is a ritual. From waking up, I do a, <clears throat> kind of like a, a ritual dance. I just start my day by getting into myself and putting on a, a, a piece of music. Uh, centering myself in my space, and kind of trancing out. And so I start every day with a nice dance. I try to end every day with the ritual of going up on my rooftop and watching the sun set. There's something called sun scrying, where within an hour of rise or set, the UV rays are tolerable by your eyes. And if you look directly into the sun, kind of like staring into one of those holographic uh, paintings, you know, if you look at the painting, 3D images pop out, look at the sun just mm-hmm. like that. And stare at the sun, and you can see the light begins to separate itself after you've trained and worked up so you can stare longer and longer. The light begins to separate itself, and you can actually see a prism of light. <laughs> it's really magnificent, reaching out to you, and it's it's just a really nice centering moment to say goodbye to the day and to realize that Everything that I'm seeing is light. So from my own body to the buildings surrounding me to the palm trees in front of me to the sun, it's all light. And that's a good lesson to learn, you know, every day. Those are two simple rituals that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I do more organized rituals as well. In fact, I I have some friends that meet on a weekly basis with me at, at my lair. And we practice and exchange information and and teach and learn from each other in a more organized format too. Okay. Great. Do you belong to a uh organized um like a a coven or anything like that? No, but I think if if my friends and I go on much longer, we're going to have to give ourselves a name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually you're kind of forced into it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, no, I don't identify with any specific coven right now in Los Angeles, although, to Los Angeles' credit, as weird as Los Angeles is, I've met some of the most sane pagans out here. (laughs) Sometimes you expect the pagans to be a little off the wall, and I love that about them, but in Los Angeles, I found the opposite. Everybody else is off the wall, and the pagans are the ones that have it together, and I'm wondering if that's because of, like, the counterculture to that that crazy energy that's very shallow and very surface, there's this counterculture of we, we're connecting to something. It doesn't matter that we live in the city. Maybe it's even more vital that we live in the city and do this. And they're really neat people. So, it's so interesting. I, I'm totally surprised, yeah. Because hmm. I've traveled well, what, a lot. I've, I've well, I wish that would work that way in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know some amazing pagans in Chicago, too. Well, yes, but, yeah, there's also some. <laughs> what does uh, Tanya do on Halloween night? i got to ask that. Well, I have to be honest. I usually perform, and it's one of the funnest, most well-paid performances of the year because the things that I do, my freak show, my sexual um, danger, really, for some reason, coveted during the Halloween season. All right, when you say freak show, what are you talking about? Um, I perform with a freak show, the Freak Show Deluxe. Oh, oh what a freak show you perform. Okay. Yeah, I and I do, I do a 
balloon swallow, the body grinder, and nice throwing act in the freak show. Oh, whips. I do the bull whips in the freak show as well. I personally, even though I have 22 body piercings, I don't mm. hang stuff from them. Oh, good. <laughs> That's not me. I don't really want to bleed on stage, but my friends do, and I let them do that, you know? And yeah. lovely, it, Halloween time gives all of my friends um, work. So I can't really look a gift horse in the mouth, but I always do wonder, why is it that society is willing to look at the darker aspects of humanity or just acknowledge that death exists? only during the Halloween season. Thank goodness for the Halloween season, and thank goodness I'm performing, but I always look at it that way. I'm like, the only reason I'm performing is because the rest of the year we're scared of, of death, and we're scared of our dark side. And suddenly in October we're celebrating it. So I celebrate uh, it. Every once in a while I have a Halloween free, and what I, I've been known to use the Ouija board. I've been known to take uh, solo walks through through the dark woods to see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I, I go to my own haunted houses. I love going to haunted houses because okay. it's that suspension of reality. The performer in me really values the artistic side of spirituality and mm-hmm. um, I think I think we all crave to feel like heightened emotions. There's something about a static ritual and performance art, especially haunted houses, can be at best a very ecstatic ritual that gets you to tight emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you, can you hear me? And now do you hear that? Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's you? a dog barking. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't know. I know that was <laughs> mine, mine does it. My big old shadow dog does it too, so uh <laughs> Put her on, put her on the air. <laughs> that's our new little dog. We just adopted him. He's so hmm. cute, little terrier. His name is Rocket. <laughs> Rocket, welcome to the family. Yes, yes. <laughs> so after, you... after a static performance, I think that's the time to go, you know, ground, release and then ground afterwards whatever your intention is yeah what would you recommend um not, not, not all right i got a bunch of questions but your bull whipping how long did that take you to uh, master that i guess oh i love the bull whip i fell in love with that prop right away because being a dancer uh, most of my movement has been watery kind of fluid and liquid my whole life even though i like to hit it and do hip-hop and tap dance um the, the element of water still pervades dance in general. And finding the bullwhip gave me the fire at the end of emotion, this big mm-hmm. reward. It's like the sound. You're breaking the sound barrier. And I fell in love with it right away. So it, I'd say I practiced pretty seriously for a good year. And I pick up things pretty quickly. So um, being a professional dancer, like, uh, coordination is one of my assets and, and practice, you know, loyalty to practicing is. And I think I, I got pretty good pretty quickly because I loved it so much. And that was in about a year. But I keep practicing still to this okay. day. Yeah, yeah. Just fun to screw around and listen to, listen to it crack, see which way you can get this crack to come out, see how delicate and slow you can make the crack still happen. Because, you know, there's a way to... to rattle the whip around and force it and and just, you know, like uh, uh, you see it at the circus all the time. People who don't know how to crack mm-hmm. whips are just like forcing it, and that's not the point. It should be a dance, and it should be slow and gentle and, and beautiful with this reward at the end. So your relationship to this whip as the extension of your arm, it, it becomes like, it becomes part of you, and that's that's what I love about it. <laughs> okay. So that was one of the first things you learned to do then? Oh, no. Oh, no. I lived in New York for a while, and that was, I was doing concert dance out there. And I was tapping in a a concert dance company. I was in a hip-hop theater company. And then I got cast in a modern dance company that utilized flags. And these aren't the kind of flags that people do in drum corps um, or marching band. They're, they're, They're really unique unto themselves. They... They um, they kind of 
emerged in the gay community in the 70s, late 60s, 70s. It's this joyous, like, dance form, but then for whatever reason, even it's, uh, even flagging kind of lost its momentum when other topics started to pervade the gay community and take Mm -hmm. more precedence. But um, flagging still exists, and this dance company I was in, they hired me on, and they taught me to flag, and I took to that right away. It's another beautiful art form, and that was probably the first time I realized that I love experimental theater. And it wasn't long after that that I was cast in Hello. We're losing again, I lost her too. I don't. I can't hear Tanya. Yeah. Try one more time. You there, Tanya? Okay. We lost her. I know she's calling in on a cell phone, so I don't know if that has any uh, major problem with it. Actually, she she was dropped off the show. So um, okay. off the switchboard. Well, I'd like to say thank you. Um, oh, Tanya she's... was a fabulous guest. I had a really good time talking to her. Yeah, I, I just, like I told you when I talked to you and that uh, about uh, Tanya being on, I was just going to kind of sit back and leave you ladies chit-chat, you know, and uh, get to <laughs> I hope we didn't let you account. down because that's what we did. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, yeah. You know, and let me, let me apologize to any Chicago pagans who might – feel like I was cutting them down. I love plenty of them. Believe me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say on that. I didn't feel like you were cutting anybody down. So. No, I just said, uh, well, you know, I wish it was like that in Chicago. And I thought, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so I apologize. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't know. Do you want to make some announcements is... tonight, Ed? You got some yeah, stuff coming I'd, up? Yeah, I'd just like to say thank you again for uh, Tanya being on. Um I don't see her cell phone number coming in. Her webpage again is tanyak.com. Uh, if she if she calls in before the show is over, we only got about eight minutes. I'll get her back on. Um, but yeah, our okay. Where am I going to go with our upcoming events? Halloween night, and she was talking about Halloween. Um, our Halloween night at the mansion is now full. It's already full months and well before a month in advance. So our Halloween night at the mansion is now full. Um, we're going to have, we're going to be at the Joliet Mansion again on October 17th. And this coming Saturday night, we still have some openings for Dorland Park Haunted, hum, Haunted Humphrey House in Orland Park this coming um, Saturday night. There's still some openings there and some openings for October 17th. Let me try this, Annette. We got. Let me see if this might be Tanya. Hey. Hello. Well, Tanya, are you are you there? It's me. Oh God. Okay. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, yes, we can yeah. hear you now. Oh, yeah. good. My cell phone da- battery totally sucks, but it's the <laughs> only phone that I got, so okay. it just died, and I'm calling you on my computer now. Thank goodness for technology. Thank you. That was a good guess by me, huh? And that there's like three of these up there. Yeah. That's kind of a little bit of uh, (laughs) instinct. Yeah, yeah. So, no, Tanya, we were just giving your uh, webpage and everything out like that. And let me just mention one more thing while I was on the subject. Um, Our next Night on Sunday Night broadcast with Annette and I is Thursday night, October 1st at 8 p.m., a fun half hour broadcast. And we may have somebody, uh, yeah, I've already, somebody may be calling in the last 10 minutes of that broadcast. Then October 4th, we are back on Sunday night at 9 p.m. with a guest author talking about his experiences at a haunted house that he lived in. That will be October 4th. And, uh, yeah, listeners, if you could, you know, catch up with uh, me and Annette, have done the Night on on Sunday night broadcast. We've done two of them. They've been fun. And um, last last Tuesday was Ursula Bielski, the author, Chicago author of Chicago Hauntings book, and it was also Christina Brooks from the Worth Historical Society. But um, yeah, those those half hour shows have become fun. Okay, and for the rest of our paranormal things that are going out, that are happening. Let's go to 
HauntedHistoricLocations.com, and they'll tell you everything that we got coming up here in Chicago and where I'll be doing some public readings. So, Tanya, okay, yes. what would you like? What would you like to give a message to the listeners? We've got a lot October of seven Comedy Central's new Secret Girlfriend series. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one thing. It, it, our series premieres October seventh, uh, October fourth, October seventh. And it premieres October 7th. My premiere will be October 4th. And you should definitely watch it because we want a second season. And I think it's going to be really fun and really unique. And then don't forget to run out to your comic book store and grab Jim Ballant's Terror, Witch of the Black Rose this November. You will see one of the hottest issues that he's drawn yet. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely in for that. I love comic books. <laughs> Yay! Do you plan on coming to Chicago in the future? Absolutely. You... I I come back to Chicago about once a year. Okay. And I, I, I'm due right now. In fact, I'm missing it right now. Okay. Yeah. Leave us, uh, if you're going to be any place making a public appearance, leave us known in advance and we'll uh, make it known oh. on here. How's that sound? Thank you. Thank you, Ed. Thank you so much. And thank you, Annette. Oh, it was great to talk to you, Tanya. Blessed be. Blessed be. All right. Thank you, Tanya. And like I said, we'll keep in touch, okay? All right. Thanks, Unexplained World. Good night. <laughs> Annette. Yes. What, um, okay. Um, I'm lost right now because. Um, announcements. So how about people getting together for Halloween? Tell us about the Halloween thing that's coming up that people want to get on board for. Well, that's. that's that, that, oh, the night before, we're going to be at, I'll be making announcements again. I'm waiting for the details. Uh, the Halloween night is full. The Friday night before. Oh, Halloween, congratulations. Okay. Yeah, it's already full. Months in advance, way before, months in advance, it's full. It's filled up today. Oh, good. Well, and, good. Uh, yeah, I guess people want to see what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, because that'll be the first night we're into the mansion since the death of the last owner. So um, that'll be All the first right. time well, the has been open. So we'll see what happens then. But then uh, the night before, the Friday night, we're going to be having uh, we're going to be there's going to be ghost stories going on in all the rooms and people can wander through the mansion and they can come into a room and there will be individuals there telling ghost stories in each individual room. I will be actually doing readings. What I'm After last night, I did a house party last night. The readings were fantastic with items of loved ones who've passed away. Ladies and gentlemen, bring those items. Bring the items of the loved ones who've passed away. I get so much satisfaction by providing the person sitting across from me the, the satisfaction and the knowledge that they're looking for. And, uh, yeah, it, that's uh, very much of a feel-good. So don't forget to bring the items to the loved ones who've passed away. And I'll be doing those type of readings also. And the nights of uh, October 17th at the Joliet Mansion and next Saturday at the Humphrey House. And I'm thinking of um, during the holidays, Annette, yes. probably at one location and then the other around Christmas and Thanksgiving holidays. Um, have just a night of spirits of Christmas past or spirits of holidays past where people could bring items to their loved ones who've passed away and see if we could connect with them. So, um, yeah, it's time okay. me to do it, and I think I'm going to do that. So awesome. That's about it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again to Tanya and uh, TanyaK.com. To see all the videos, the photographs, and uh, as Annette said, she is a beautiful lady. Oh, Got to give her credit for that. Any contribution to raw food, which I'm sure it is, it's doing its magic. And you also can see Annette's beauty by going to our website. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, videos even we got of her. So, uh, on our website. <laughs> Not like Tanya videos, though, guys. Don't be disappointed. <laughs> oh, we can do those. You just put oh, in the, the whips, right? <laughs> yeah, you just put in a song, couldn't you? 
no problem. So I can try. All I can say is I'll try. Okay. All right. Listeners, thank you very much. Annette, I'll call you in a couple minutes. Okay. Tanya, again, thank you. And we'll be back on again October 1st, Thursday night. And it was a fun show. And thank you. Thank you to all the people in chat. There was many of you there tonight. Thank you very much. Good night. Blessed be. Thank you.